Welcome to the Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast. The Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast aims to bring the sermon from our Sunday morning services to you each and every week. Whether you're a longtime follower of Christ or just beginning to explore the Christian faith, we invite you to join us as we dive deep into the Word of God. So listen in as we jump into what the Lord has for us today. What a great way to start today. Just worshiping our Savior, and welcome everybody here at Rolling Hills. Welcome Franklin Campus. Welcome online campus. So great that we could join in together today, and today is our Stories of Thanksgiving. So one of my favorite Sundays of the entire year is we have a chance just to be thankful. It's a chance to give glory back to God before everything happens this week, and whether it's travel or cooking or all the things that are going to happen and go on, that we can take time to come together and truly be thankful to the one who has given us so much and for us to put our faith and our trust in him. Now, I love Thanksgiving. How many of you guys like Thanksgiving is one of your favorite holidays? Anybody like, thank you, way to go, good job, you know? Because Thanksgiving so many times gets overlooked, doesn't it? I mean, like it's sandwiched in there between Halloween and Christmas. And Halloween, it's like candy or turkey, right? You know, some people kind of go for Halloween on the candy side. And but in Jesus' birthday, I mean, it doesn't match. So, you know, you got this, uh, just this in the middle there. But man, what a respite, what a need, what a blessing to have Thanksgiving. And every year, you know, you're running full speed and then you get to Thanksgiving and it's just like this moment to kind of stop and go, wait a minute, let me be thankful. I remember as a kid, I loved Thanksgiving because, you know, I just loved the food and everything with that. And as a kid, you know, I just loved that. And my, my dad, our, we had neighbors who would always bring over a pumpkin pie or a pecan pie or pecan, depends on where you're from, right? You know, so pumpkin or pecan pie that would come over. And uh, our neighbors would deliver it that morning. And I remember as a kid, my dad would always say, okay, they're late. You need to go and check and make sure. And I'm like, dad, I can't do that. And yeah, go, you know, and I was like, okay. But they would always come through because that was our dessert. And so I was always happy about that. And we would play football in the front yard every year. It was like, because I grew up in San Antonio, so it was always good weather at this time of year, because we usually go from really hot to not as quite as hot. But so Thanksgiving was a time to play football. And I just had these great memories of being there and growing up there. And then what was crazy is then when I became a dad and taking my kids back there to celebrate Thanksgiving, and we would go and we would be there at the same table, right? And now I've got kids around that table. And my wife, Lisa, is really creative. And so she would get up and we would make pilgrim hats when my kids were little or Indian hat, Native American hats, right? You know, they had feathers on them. And we would all write what we were thankful for. And so my kids would write down all these things that they were thankful for. And then we would sit there and have lunch with these long headdresses on. And, and I just remember those times were so great. And, and, and now I'm like the old guy, right? Everybody comes to our house now, you know. And, and uh, it's really sweet, though, to have my mom there and to have, you know, my kids and my sister and her husband and my nieces and nephews and to have a house full of people. And there's always this moment on Thanksgiving, whatever stage you're in of life, right, where there's this moment where you just kind of look up and you go, thank you, wow, you know, and, and whether you're, you know, whether you're alone or with a couple of people or a full family or whether you've got a lot of people around or whatever it is, there, there ought to be this moment where you realize, I have so much to be thankful for, right? I, I just need this time. I need this respite to just go, God, thank you. And the fact of the matter is this, we all have a story of Thanksgiving, I mean, when you look back at this year and all the things that have happened, and the good things are even the challenging things. And you know, wait a minute, God's with me. 
God hasn't left me. God hasn't abandoned me. God is there. And I don't understand it all, but God is working things out. And for me to stop and me to be thankful. So before all the football, right, because it's on all day, right, you know, before all the food and all the cooking and before all the travel and everybody else comes in, this is our time. And what I love about it is, as a church family, this is our Thanksgiving meal. This is our gather around the table and for us to be thankful. And we all have a lot to be thankful for. You know, the Bible is filled with these commands or encouragements or these admonitions to be thankful. Old Testament, New Testament. And so if you have a Bible with you today, I invite you up with me to the book of Psalms. And we're going to go to Psalm 100. Psalm 100. If you have a Bible, you can pull that out. If you need one, there's one in the back. Or if you're online, hey, you can pull out the Church Center app. And we'll have the scripture for you there. But I want you to look at Psalm 100. So kind of open in the middle of the Bible, and you'll be probably pretty close right there. The Psalm's right in the middle. Uh, but Psalm 100 is so powerful to me. And so I'm going to put it up here on the screen, and, and I'd just love for us to read it aloud. So even if you're watching online, just read it aloud. Let's do that together. You ready? Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Isn't that awesome? I love that. I love that it starts off talking about come before him with joyful songs. And that's what we were doing this morning, right? Coming into his presence with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. He is sovereign over all. And we are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture, right? That he takes care of us. Our very lives are in his hands. That he knows every hair on our head. That he knows every struggle that we go through. That he knows every blessing that we have. That he knows us intimately. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. You know when we pray, right? Sometimes we just jump right into prayer. It's like, God, this is what I need. I'm desperate. Yeah. But if we were to enter his gates with thanksgiving, it changes everything. If we were to enter his gates when we pray and just go, God, I want to be thankful today. In his courts with praise. And I love this part. It says, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. It doesn't say his anger endures forever. It doesn't say his vengeance endures forever. It doesn't say his justice endures forever. It says his love. You know you have a God who loves you? You have a God who loves you with an everlasting love. In fact, God not only loves you, God likes you. I mean, he does. He created you. He made you. And we look at all the imperfections in us, but God doesn't. God looks at you and he loves you he's like you are my son you are my daughter you a son or a daughter the king of kings and lord of lords and his love his love his love endures forever and his faithfulness continues through all generations and so as you think about even your families you think maybe about your parents or your grandparents or your great-grandparents and many who walked with the lord and many who who loved the lord and now you think about that that's you right and that you're passing on to those who come behind you, to your children, your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews, the people around you, that you're passing that on. And I want you to think about that, this 
Thanksgiving, right? You are creating the memories that the people will have, right? That your kids will have or your nieces or nephews will have or the people around you. You're creating those memories right now. And so when you stop before the meal and you pray, they're remembering that. When, when you stop and you share and say, hey, everybody just take some time to be thankful. What's happened in your life? They remember that, right? When you get down on the floor and you're playing games or whenever you, you know, go outside and you play, they remember that. This is our time to pass that on from generation to generation to generation, the faithfulness of God. This morning in your worship guide, uh, if you also if you're online, if you want to pull out the church app, there's a place where it just says, what are you thankful for? And there's a big blank right there. Because we all have a different story. We all have something that God's done in our lives this year. But I, I want to just invite you throughout the service today. There should be a pen around you, or maybe you have one, or, or maybe you want to pull out your phone and you can take some, take some notes there. But just write some things down, some things that you're thankful for. Some things that you like, okay, God, you've done this this year, and I just want to be grateful. I hope and pray, for, first and foremost, we all write down Jesus, right? I mean, I mean, right? Because when we were dead in our sins and our transgressions, I mean, we had no hope, no help. We were dead. We sinned, and we all know we've sinned. We all know our thoughts, right? We all sinned. But while we were dead in our sins and our transgressions, God made us alive in Christ. That today, we can be thankful for Jesus. More than anything else, it doesn't matter what else happens in our life, that we have eternity, that God is with us. Maybe you want to just start writing down the names of people in your family. <laughs> you just start writing names, right? You know, like Lisa and Grace and Mabry and Kate, and my mom and all these people. Maybe you just want to start writing down names. God, thank you. Thankful for the people you put in my life. Maybe you just want to write down church, right? I, I do. I thank you. Thank God for you. Have church, have community, have people around us who pray with us. Maybe your community group, maybe your men's group, maybe your women's group, maybe care group, maybe somebody. But you just go, God, thank you. Thank you. I had a parent tell me this week that their uh, teenager or their college student was going kind of through a, a tough time. And, and they said they looked down and they had their next wristband on. And it had flipped over. And on the inside of the wristband, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but on the inside of the wristband, it says the best is yet to come. And their college student just looked down right there and just went, God's got a plan. <laughs> Thank you, God. And in that moment of just really hard time, really difficult time for this student, and this parent was saying, I'm so thankful for our church. <laughs> it gives out wristbands so that my kids know, even in their way at college, that there's a God who believes in them, a God who loves them. What is it for you? Or maybe you want to write down, you know, just some practical things. Maybe you just think, God, thanks for our house. <laughs> Thank God I got a house to live in. Thank you, God, for my job. You know, thank you, God, for my car. Thank you, God, that I can get around. And, hey, God, you have blessed me. Maybe you want to do creative things. Maybe you just want to go, God, here's what I'm thankful for. Thank you, God, for taste buds. I mean, like, how great are taste buds? You ever thought about that? I mean, we could be like EV, you know, they just plug us in. Like God could have created us, we just get nourishment, and we go on our way. But no, God gives us taste buds. I love taste buds. And this coming week, I'm so excited to put my taste buds to work. I mean, like, I mean, it's going to be awesome. I love that green bean casserole with those little onion things on top of it. We only get it one time a year, but it is so good. I mean, like, you know, all these things. I mean, like, thank you, God. I'm thankful for taste buds. I'm thankful for colors. 
We can live in a black and white world, but we live in a world of color. I don't know if you saw the sunrise this morning, but it was spectacular, right? I don't know if you saw the sunset on Tuesday, but I was driving, and I literally had to pull over because the sunset was epic, and I was just like, thank you, God. You know, we live in a beautiful place, you guys. No wonder everybody's moving here. I mean, like, it's just stunning, right? I mean, I'm putting that down, right? I mean, like, it's incredible. But all these things that God just continues to do, maybe just thank God for your health. <laughs> I mean, really, that we have breath in our lungs, that we can even play football, that we can even do these things, that God has lavished blessing upon blessing on us. And guys, let's be thankful. Let's be thankful. You know, 1 Thessalonians tells us this. you got Old Testament there in the Psalms, but in the New Testament, it tells us this. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it says, rejoice always. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, a lot of times people come up to me and they say, Pastor Jeff, what's God's will for my life? You know, and I... And I I know what they're talking about. They're talking about either a job or they're talking about somebody they're dating. or I, I get that, right? And I do believe God has a specific will for our lives. But God's general will for our lives is this. Rejoice always. <laughs> and like, wow. See, God wants us to develop an attitude of gratitude, right, that we live that way. You see, you know how we rejoice? We rejoice when we recognize what we do have. We rejoice when we look at and go, wow, look at all the things I do have. The reason we don't rejoice many times is because we focus on what we don't have. And we start scrolling through Instagram, or we start scrolling online, right? And we're just going through, oh, man, how did they get that? What about me? Ah, I feel so left out. And then when we start looking at what I do have, I can just rejoice. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Do you know the same place in your brain that stores worry and fear and anxiety is the same place that stores gratitude and thanksgiving. You think God knew that, right? So when the worry and the fear comes, and then you begin to replace that by prayer and just going, wait a minute, what am I doing? Why am I so stressed out? Why am I so anxious? Why am I so worried about this? God, I just give you praise. God, I give you thankfulness in my life. Pray continually. And then give thanks in all circumstances. Now, notice it doesn't say for all circumstances. Because there's some really hard things that we go through. We live in a broken, fallen world, right? We know that God created this world, it was perfect, and then man sinned. Man said, God, I don't want to do it your way. And, and, and there's sin in this world. There's sinful people in this world, right? And there's hurt and there's pain. And maybe you've had a really hard year. But what it says is give thanks in all circumstances. Because God's not finished. The best is yet come. God's not done with your story. God's not done with your kids. God's not done with your family. God's not done with any of us. So give thanks. Give thanks. It's not over yet. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Have you ever noticed that thanks and giving always go together? Right? It talks about give thanks. It, it, it talks about thanks and giving. It's, it's that give and that thanks that when we are thankful, we want to give. When we are thankful, we want to give God praise. We want to give God worship. We also want to give back to others. It flows out of us. I read an interview that Mother Teresa did years ago, and she was asked this question. She was asked, is it only the affluent who give? And Mother Teresa replied, no, even the poorest of the poor give. The other day, a very poor beggar came up to me and said, 
Everyone gives to you, and I also want to give to you 20 cents. And I thought to myself, what do I do? If I take it, he won't have anything to eat. But if I don't take it, I would hurt him so much. So I took it, and he was so happy because he had given to Mother Teresa of Calcutta to help the poor. Giving cleanses the heart and helps you get closer to God. You get so much back in return. And I thought about that, and I thought, how true is that, right? God doesn't need our praise and our adoration, but man, when we give back to God, we get so much back in return. You know, many of you who are parents, right? You're going to cook Thanksgiving meal for your kids, for your family, for your friends anyway, whether they say thank you or not. But it really does your heart good when they come up to you and say, thank you, Mom. I know that was a lot of work. Or thank you, Dad, for playing with us. Or or, thank you for working all year to provide for us. Thank you. You're going to do it anyway, right? But when you stop and say thank you, when you... When you receive that, it does more for you, right? And I believe that's what's happening right here as we give praise back to God. I believe that's what happens so many times that we overflow with gratitude and and then that thankfulness comes out in blessing others and sharing to others. One of my highlights this year was having the opportunity to take my family on a mission trip. And we went down to the Amazon with Justice and Mercy International, right? The nonprofit we started as a church and and we were able to serve, and, and having my teenagers there, and my teenage kids going and serving in these villages, and we would come and worship at night in some of these smaller churches, and, and these people would just worship. They were so excited. They were giving their praise back to God. And my teenagers, they come up after us, and they would just go like, Dad, these, these people don't have anything. But wow, they're the most joyful people we've ever seen. And I'm like, I know, because it does something for you when you praise when you worship, changes you. God knows that. You know, next summer we'll take our kids. We're going to Moldova, right? If you've never been on a mission trip, I just encourage you at some point. But, but I love going to Moldova because these kids, they just don't have anything, right? And they're malnourished. And we'll do camp with them all day. And then at lunchtime they come and they line up and we give them a placenta. Now, placenta is kind of like in Moldova. It's, it's kind of the mix of a quesadilla, right? And then it, yet it's filled with fruit. So it's got cherries or it's got apples in there. And the kids just love them. And, and, and they just line up for this. And they'll come up and they'll receive their placenta. And they just look up at you and they say, you know, Montaminsk, which, which means thank you in Romanian. Or, or they'll say spasiba, which means thank you in Russian. And, and, they, and they take it. But I always watch them. And you know what they do? They, they're so hungry, you know. But they don't just take and eat, eat right then. You know what they do? They turn around. They look for their little brother or sister. <laughs> And they come over and they just, they start tearing apart and giving it to them. <laughs> or they'll, they'll take a napkin and they'll put it together and, and they start to walk. And, and I'm like to the translators, where are they going? And they go, well, they're going back home because their grandmother doesn't have any food. <laughs> or their mom and their dad, so they want to go share it. They want to go take it. And every time I'm just a wreck. I'm like, wow, you know. And there's something that happens when we express that gratitude. There's something that happens when we share what God's doing in our own life. <laughs> we all have a story of Thanksgiving. What's your story? I want you to hear today from two amazing guys in our church. I just love these guys, and I want you to hear a little bit of their story. 
of Thanksgiving. So I want to invite them out. So Brett, I want you guys to come on out, Brett and Marty. And, and, and these guys are amazing, and they've had an incredible year, and God's done some amazing things in their life and in their family. And, and guys, thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate it, you know. And uh, man, I'm just so thankful for you guys. Um, and tell us a little bit about your story and, and just a little bit even this year and even how you guys even met. Yeah, so so me and Marty are kind of just, you know, regular old guys. Uh, that's the way I like to say it, you know. And we had, uh, this is about six years ago, we built a house down in College Grove, and we were the first people on the street to move in. And shortly after, uh, Marty and his family moved down here from Maryland. And we have kids, same ages and stuff, and we lived in a cul-de-sac, so we became fast friends, just hanging out with the kids, getting to know each other. We both uh, are former athletes, college uh, athletes and everything, so we had a lot in common, and uh, you know, we had started going to Rolling Hills during that time, and you know, over the, the years, we were kind of, you know, kind of kept pushing them a little bit, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't thank you know, started hanging out with Brett and Sierra, and they just kept saying, hey, man, you got to come to church with us. And we were sort of like, yeah, yeah, we'll get there. And, um, you know, finally we decided to start coming and, and you know, just built from there and, and sort of, you know, Brett and I shared a lot. I mean, our ages are a little different, um, but we have so many things in common and kids in common and um, just starting to surround yourself with so many people that are just like-minded and, and centered around Christ and, you know, living that world and living by his example, and, you know, it just sort of grew. We started coming and, and you know, building out and having uh, just a great community of people that we meet at church here every Sunday and in the neighborhood and then sports teams. You know, Brett and I and our good friend Dustin coached the kids and just everything sort of evolved, <laughs> and that's, you know, led to where we are, I guess. Marty, that's awesome. Well, I, you guys, you went to Versus about 18 months ago when we were over at the Ag Center, and we had Tim Tebow there, and I know you played college baseball, you played yep. college football, and, and so as a church, you know, we put this big men's event on, and, and tell us what happened that night. Yeah, and, and so, so, you know, Marty, you know, he, they had kind of just started coming to Rolling Hills, and he texted me, hey, man, do you want to go to this? Like, yeah, I want to go to it, you know, see what it's all about. So we went, you know, rode together, met and rode together, and uh, it, it was truly an amazing event uh, for a lot of reasons, but as an athlete, uh, one of the hardest things is the day you're you're told you can no longer play. For me, I was 26. I was playing professional baseball. Marty was in college and got hurt, and and you 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 devote your life to something, and then you know it's over, and it, it's a really hard time. You can I, I we were both in dark places during that time, and and but going to watch Tim Tebow, you're talking about a guy who didn't really you know he made it to the big show and football and you know tried to play baseball and you know didn't really have a lot of success but uh you watched him talk about jesus and it was the rest it, it, this was what he was meant to do and what he was put on this earth to do and i was like you know what if that guy can do that after all the negative things he's been through and what people say about him um you know he didn't care because he knew and i was like you know we were like that's it yeah this is it man both hands on the steering wheel just like look at him i'm like I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, you couldn't. There, you couldn't say. You just. You felt it. You yeah. know what I mean. And and so that was a big moment for us. And you know, we kind of continued our friendship. And and you know, it's 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 gone on from there. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, wow. it was a aha moment for sure. That's awesome. Well, Marty, I know that night, you know, God stirred in your heart. You know, and you want to commit your life to Christ. And then came the part about talk about baptism. 
Yeah. And that was something. Talk about that journey with baptism. Yeah. So, you know, I talked to my wife and, and I was like, look, I, I, I want to get baptized. It's, it's, you know, I, I know God. I, I really want to profess it now. I want to, you know, publicly state my, my relationship with Jesus. And, you know, I'm like, I got to take the class. And then, the, the, you know, the procrastination bug kind of crept in and uh, kind of went through it. I'm like, kept looking, oh, there's a baptism class. Well, fast forward to this summer, my youngest, Mason, who's eight and, um, you know, w- went to Connect Camp, but he, and he went to another faith-based camp. One day he just came back from the camp. He's like, Dad, I don't want to get baptized. And I was like, awesome. Like, yeah, me too. Um, so we, we signed up for the class. Mason and I took the class here, and um, it was inevitable. Um, when I was thinking about who would baptize Mason, I wanted to be the one to be his brother in Christ. Mm. But I needed that guy to baptize me, and it was it was Brett. And I knew it all along. I, you know, I was like, hey, Brett, you know, I'd really love for you to baptize me. And we had that conversation, and, and I, he said, we're, we're going to do it this way. You're going to do me, and we're going to go down the generation, and I'll, do, I'll, I'll baptize Mason. And I didn't want to take away from Mason's day because it is a special day, but I felt like it would be even more special if him and I sort of shared that moment together. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. And Talk was, about that moment. I it mean, was it was great. I mean, and 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 we being there on that day, it was just a. It was you could again, you could just feel it. You could feel God and Jesus there with us, and 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 the look on Mason's face, like he. You tell the story because it's, it's yeah. A, we're praying. <laughs> Jeff's in there, and he's like, "Hey, I want to pray with you guys." And I'm looking around, and you know, Grace, you know, there's people here in this church that I'm a part of a men's group now. My wife and I are part of a couples group i mean we're we're in and you know i've got some of our friends in our our groups are here and they're members of our church and then we have all these other guys and 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 wives and everything from other churches and i'm looking out there and they're all here and we're all sitting there and then we sit there and we you know we lock arms and we bow our heads to pray before the baptism and you're you're leading the prayer and i look just look up at my son and he's eight and Big kid, I don't know where he gets it from. I have no idea. <laughs> Heart of gold, smile on his face 90% of the time, and I just see the a different smile. Uh, and he's glowing, and he's just grinning from ear to ear. And I, he looked up, I looked up, and I'm just like, man, that's that's God right there. That's the Holy Spirit. That's whatever you want to call it. He's here. Yes. And, and to see that look on my son's face that day was priceless. Amen. Top, top, top moment as a dad, for it, sure. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Still think about it. Yeah. It's tough. <laughs> it's a good moment. Good moment. Oh man. Uh, so, what are you guys thankful for? Man, I'm 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 thankful for for my friends and family. Uh, and and you know, we started at eight o'clock this morning out here, and and you know. I've been going through a lot, you know, in my life, just world, worldly stuff, as as Jeff says. And, you know, first thing Jeff says, we were listening to the 8 o'clock service, was like, you know, hey, if you need to take a breath today and just give thanksgiving, like, do that today. And I sat there and I thought, I was like, man, that that's what I need to do today. <laughs> and I was like, you know, and, you, and then you start thinking about all the things that we're, we really are thankful for that we get to do every day here, not only in our country, but, you know, in this area and, and and it's so easy to get caught up in all the other stuff and you know getting this done and getting that and, and, and i'm just thankful i'm thankful for this church i'm thankful for you i'm thankful we get to come here and and you know share the word and and, and bring new people in and all that good stuff that's awesome 
Agreed. I, you know, all that, that Brett said, thankful for that. Thankful for the community here, you know, being brought into this. We've, we've had the pleasure of introducing the church to a few of our new neighbors and, um, but thankful for Brett, yeah. you know, and on top of it all, I'm man, like for, for you ride me a little bit and be like, man, you got to come to church <laughs> and, and his wife, Sierra, and you know, just that. And, and obviously Jesus yeah. is the most important part of it, you know, that sacrificed everything for us. Um, has, you know, it, it puts things in perspective to, to Brett's point. Um, it's easy to get caught up in the everyday things. And I know there's a song that's sung a lot that, you know, don't tell God about your problems, tell your problems about, you know, your great God. And it's sort of, it's led my life and my whole outlook is just different. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have a stressful job. Most of us do. And I don't ever let it, it used to really affect me and now it's just like man like there's a plan i put a cross in my i work from home a lot but i put a cross in my office above there and anytime i'm like struggling and doing stuff i'm just like i got this like <laughs> i can do this now so but just thankful for everything it's just a different world being here and being part of this church and being in a community and multiple intertwining communities that all are just have a mission and are focused on what's the most important thing in our lives and it's it's the, the sacrifice that jesus made for us and just grateful amen yep. well, we're grateful you guys thanks for sharing today yeah. we thanks appreciate you. it yeah. buddy you're awesome man thanks, buddy. thanks buddy thanks, Thank you. Uh, appreciate you guys yep. we appreciate um, you. love you brother gosh i feel small around those guys but <laughs> wow i mean just to hear that but you know think about that I mean, what god's done in you, what God's done in this church, that we're all a part of God's story, and that God has a story in your life, that God is working in your heart and your life in an incredible way. Uh, I want to invite you to, to the table. I want to invite you to take out the elements today and, um, and for us to have a chance to share communion. Uh, communion is also called the Eucharist, and Eucharist literally means thanksgiving. That's what it means. So when we come now to the table, it's a time of Thanksgiving, this is as a church, this is our Thanksgiving meal. This is us coming around the table. And I, I want you just to see what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And here's what the Apostle Paul writes. He says, for I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he took bread. He took bread, and I love this. It says, and when he had given thanks. Isn't that interesting? Right, right there that Jesus is sharing the Passover meal with his disciples. And Jesus is the Passover lamb, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. But before they share the meal, Jesus gives thanks. Thanks to the Father. <laughs> Even though Jesus is getting ready to endure the cross, the most horrible possible way to die. But Jesus gives thanks. You know what? I believe he's giving thanks for you. Because he knew the price had to be paid for you. <laughs> And he gave thanks that God would allow him to pay the price for your sins and for my sins. And so before we share communion, I would love for you just to give thanks. Would you take a moment uh, and just be quiet and maybe in your heart of hearts, just thank God. What's your story? What has God done? What is he still doing?
Father, thank you. Thank you for Jesus and the hope that we have. Thank you for saving us. When we had sinned, we had messed up, we had fallen short. Thank you, Father, for working in our own hearts and lives and blessing us with blessings that are more than we could have ever dreamed or imagined. God, we just give you thanks today. Thank you for family, for friends, for church, for people who've come to know you this year, for people who've been baptized this year. God, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we are a grateful people today as we, as your disciples, come to your table to share this meal together with a heart of gratitude. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. After he gave thanks, he took the bread. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Notice that. Which is for you, personally. Personally. If you're the only person in the world, and you had sinned, God would have sent a son for you. That's how much God loves you. Do this in remembrance of him. And after supper, he took the cup. In the same way, he took the cup saying, this is, this is the new covenant. Now, before you were under the old covenant, right? The anger, the vengeance, because the wrath of God was poured out on the sins of the world. Now there's a new covenant of love. There's a new covenant of grace. It's his blood poured out for you. Take and drink in remembrance of him. Whenever you drink, whenever you eat this bread, do this in remembrance of the Lord who loves you. And we do this until he comes. But one day we'll gather around wedding feast of the Lamb. One day we'll gather in all eternity with those who've gone before us, and we're going to have a Thanksgiving meal that'll be bigger than you could ever dream or imagine, because the best is still yet to come. This is simply a foretaste of what God has for every one of us who are in Christ and in Christ alone. And so this morning, let's just give him praise and give him worship. Father, thank you for Jesus Thank you for the hope that we have. Thank you that you're a God of love. Thank you that you're a God of grace. And so meet us in this moment, God, as we respond and worship to you. Thank you for your amazing, beautiful grace. In the name of Jesus, we respond right now. Thank you for listening to the Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast. Be sure to share this episode with any friends and family in your life who may benefit from it. And make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on a single sermon. If you're interested in learning more about Rolling Hills, download our Church Center app, follow us on social media, or visit our website at rollinghills.church. The Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast is a part of the Rolling Hills Podcast Network, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Thank you for tuning in.